Hello to all our listeners. Today we will be studying the third chapter of Ilchot Yibum. Um, this chapter deals with different people witnessing certain things about themselves. When they say certain things about themselves, the validity of the statement in our eyes. How valid is their statement? So, for example, if somebody says he has a son, do we? In what case do we not believe in? In what case do we believe in? Um, of course, the implications are obvious. Um, uh, in order for somebody to, to need to um. Uh, to, to, in, in order for a deceased husband um, to have his wife be considered a zikukali ibum, as described, in, and anybody who doesn't know zikukali ibum, please listen to the previous chapter. So, in order for a deceased husband to have his wife considered a zikukali ibum, it would need to be that he doesn't have any children. However, if he does have children from another wife or from that very wife, then she wouldn't be a zikukali ibum, and therefore it is important to understand what considers. When do we consider somebody saying that his son is his son a valid statement? When do we believe him? When do we not believe him? Um, in our context, it would be interesting to see how the halakha is. In general, the halakha is the same. However, because of the modern day context, it would be I'm just I'm just putting up a question, um, an unanswered question of uh, what would the case be in terms of genetic testings today? You know, that, that might be something that needs to be looked into. In any event, these halachot are pretty intuitive and pretty easy to understand and I will get right into it right now. Halakha Aleph. So Halakha Aleph Bet Gimel and Dalet deal with our trust or the validity of a statement on the of the husband before being deceased, before dying, um, saying that he has a, ch- a child saying that he has children or brothers. If he has children, then his wife wouldn't need to do Yibum. If he has brothers and he's deceased without any children, then his wife would be Zikukali Yibum. Halakha Aleph. Ha'omer zebeni yoshe amar yish libanim harizene emaru foteret ishto menachalisa omeni boom. Somebody who says in general about somebody who is his son. This is my son. Or he says that he has children. We believe him. And his wife is therefore not, not in need. Not Zikukali Yibum or Halisa. Halakha Bet. Amar ze achi. Oche amar yesh li achim. Eno neeman leesor ishto ulhaniha ha Zikukali Yibum. Shareze mitkaven laosraha leachar moto... On the other hand, somebody who says about somebody that this is his brother or that he has brothers, we don't believe him, his statement isn't valid in the, in the context of Halisan Yibum um, in order to cause her to be Zikukali Avam because um, uh, this, this, type of, this, type of, um, uh, this type of statement seemingly is in place in order to disallow the woman, uh, to cause the woman to be Zikukali Yibum in the case of a decease, the death of the husband. On the other, other hand, somebody we know that has brothers, and he said in the date of his de- in the time of his death that he doesn't have brothers, we don't believe him either. Also, somebody who um, we know in general, we know from just from living from life, from seeing them that it is his brother, and the, the the husband says, no, this is not my brother, we don't believe him. Somebody who we did not know, who was not, um, uh, there was no reason to believe that he had brothers. And after his death, a um, voice came out, in other words, a rumor spread that he has brothers in another country and that there are witnesses coming from another country to witness to that, to attest to that. 
even if at the time of his death he said he does not have brothers, we, the woman still has to wait for the witnesses to come and hear their witness, their witnessing um, um, regarding this man's if this man has brothers or not. And then she would be considered zikukaliyubum potentially if if he ended up having brothers, she would be zikukaliyubum in a case in which the deceased husband. Of course, this is all regarding the deceased husband who doesn't have children. Somebody who had outside marital relations with a woman, marital relations outside marriage. Uh, with a woman, whether she was married or not, and she became pregnant. And this woman attested to say, and this woman claims that the pregnancy is from this individual, even if she claims so, um, even though this son will be considered this male son in the case of inheritance, however, in the case of Yibum, we don't believe her. Why? Because the same way she had relations with somebody out out of marriage relations with with with, this, with one person, she may have had out of marriage relations with another person, and we don't have any way to know whose child this is. Of course, this is in the context of Harambam's times and the times of the Talmud, and any times up till about 70 years ago, when, or even less than 70 years ago, when genetic testing became a phenomenon. I don't know what the halakha would be in today's context. I'm just saying Harambam's the, the, the halakha before the genetic testing, even, even after genetic testing, the case may still be the same, that if somebody has marital um, uh, sexual relations with a woman outside marriage, and she had relations with many people, and we don't know who the child Child belongs and and we don't know for sure who the child belongs to. I'm not sure genetic testing could do that because there are some um, uh, small inferences in gen- genetic testing, but that, that's not our. This is not our. Uh, um, this isn't our main topic. I'm just saying that on the side because it's an interesting idea to, to think about as listeners to this class and, and in general to see how the halacha connected to today. So we say the same way that she had marital um, sexual relations with somebody else uh, with this guy outside outside of marriage. She may have had with somebody else. And therefore, we don't know whose son it is, and therefore, it's a safek. Therefore, it is unclear um, if this is his son or not. And therefore, the, if in, in the case of this man dis- dying, and this being his only potential son, his wife would still need to be would still be considered zikukale yibum. However, yibum she wouldn't be allowed to be done because it's a safek because we're not sure. So instead of yibum, she would be done halisaan. Okay, halachahe. Someone, okay, so Neemane, the Hadai di Bama, she met Baalaha. Umit ya bemet, alpib, or she met ya Bama, or she nitan Baalaha ben, Latira Halizar. It usually, in Jewish law, two witnesses are needed in order to, to, attest, to testify on something, on anything in court. However, in this, in, in the specific case of um, husband, of the death of husbands, um, in order to allow a woman to remarry, in some cases will allow, will trust one witness. To allow her to remarry, etc. And we will see in the salacha. One witness is, is, is liable to, to testify that a woman's husband died. And then um, uh, she would become Zekukaliyibun. Or also to testify that her yibama, her the the brothers of her deceased husband died, or that it ended up that her husband had a son. In order to allow her to marry somebody else. And even a slave 
or a woman, and women are usually not allowed to testify, or a non-Jew, talking, you know, in general, just discussing, you know, speaking, uh, let's talk about this in an unrelated manner. Um, all these are liable to testify about the death of the Abam, in other words, the, the brother of the deceased husband, just like they can um, uh, um, uh, testify on a woman that um, on, on a regular woman who's married um, uh, to allow her to remarry, as was explained in Lachot Gerushin's twelfth uh, chapter, Halachot Tav Tzayin. Halachavav. Bechamish anashim she'en me'idot zola zol shemet ba'alaha kachin me'idin laha shemet yibamaha. Now we said that in general, women can testify to allow women to re- in, in in this case to allow women to remarry. However, there are five women who cannot do so because they are um, biased or they're so to speak. Um, there's a chance that they have a, a a hidden motive in this test in this in this uh, testimony, and therefore we don't let them. And these five women were mentioned in Hilchot um, Gerushin, uh, also this twelfth chapter. And I will read what it says in Hilchot Gerushin. It says, Maybe their motive, these five women's motive, is to allow this woman to remarry. And what would happen is if she remarries and it ends up that her previous husband was alive, then she would be not allowed to be with the previous husband or the new husband. She would end up losing, she would lose the relationship between both of the people. And there's a chance that these women, these five women, because they hate the, the wife, might do this. And we will see what five women these are. Her mother-in-law or the daughter of her mother-in-law, her co-wife, in other words, um, uh, in other words, the the potential co-wife she would become a yabam. In other words, the 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 wife of the brother of her husband, ubat ba'alaha, or the daughter of her previous husband. All these five cannot testify on the woman to allow her to remarry because they might have a hidden motive to cause the woman to be disallowed on her husband. Okay. In the law of this edut is, and the law of this edut is an interesting law that if a, one person comes and testifies on the matter, and then one other, and then another one, so we trust him, and then if somebody else comes and testifies the opposite of the first person that comes, we don't trust him unless it were two people that came. Um, and, and this is a very interesting law. Halacha zayin. Shetei yabamot shebaot min medinat ayam. Zo omeret met baali, vezo omeret met baali. Zo asuram pene shebaala shel lazo, vezo asuram pene baala shel lazo. Shen yibimtah neemeret laid laha. Shemet yabamah kemo sheamanu. Two women that were married to two brothers. And they are related one to another by virtue of them being married to two brothers. That came from a country, came from a different country, and each one says about the other, and each one says about themselves that their husband died. So we do not trust their testimony because their testimony is relevant, is of relevancy, and it touches um, the matter of the other wife that was married to her brother in a case of Yibum. It has a um, uh, it has a um, uh, it touches the matter, and therefore we are, their their, their um, testimony is invalid. Just like just like we said in Halachavav that the, the, and in any event, these are one of the five women that we said their testimony is invalid. So just like Halachavav, there's a continuation of that. Halachahit. Halachahat mehen aid shemed ba'alah. 
זו שיש לה העד עומדת באיסורה, שאינה אסורה מפני בעלה אלא מפני יבמה. Now this halacha deals with the same case of two women that were married to two brothers. And one of them, היה לה אחד מהן עד שמת בעלה. One of them has a witness that her husband died. זו שיש לה העד עומדת באיסורה, שאינה אסורה מפני בעלה אלא מפני יבמה. This one woman who has an עד that her husband died is not allowed to remarry. Um, because of her, the wife of her brother that um, is still in existence. Now the reason we don't trust the witness of this first wife because his witness, his testimony doesn't only have to have direct, doesn't only directly affect the woman who was married to this man, but it also affects the other woman as married to this man's brother. Right, because we said both their husbands allegedly died. And now, um, however, the woman that doesn't have the witness is allowed to remarry because the witness, uh, the witness's testimony, the witness testified that her husband died, that her husband's deceased husband, her husband's brother died, and she may testify that her husband died because her testimony doesn't have any effect on her brother or um, uh, husband's brother's wife we're still in the two wives that were married to two brothers one of them one of the wives has children therefore making it that if she had if, if she testifies about her husband dying um, then on her from her point of view she could remarry without needing boom. And the one who does, the one who doesn't have children is not allowed to remarry, um, not allowed to remarry or get yibum on base of this because um, it could be that the wife of her brother, of her husband's brother, was lying in order to cause her to be disallowed on her husband, and therefore we don't, um, and therefore. By, by saying her, her husband died, and therefore, um, uh, we, um, uh, because they're son odder, therefore her testimony isn't a valid one. If they, if, however, if these women both had a different, uh, there was a third brother, uh, there were two brothers that were married to two women, and then there was a third brother who wasn't related to, who didn't have any special, there was no, you know, wasn't touching the matter, so he could do yibum on both these women, and they, May come and and um, he may do ibum on both of them. Halacha yod met ze hayabam shi bemotan asurot lehinna selezar keshayubat hila nidiabemum nidgarishuare elu mutarot lezar. If the yabam who did ibum on them, the third brother that did ibum on them died, um, then they become again once again disallowed on anybody else like they were at the beginning in the pre in the original case. However, if they did yibum and were divorced after the yibum, then they are allowed to, marry, to remarry just like any other woman who their husband died. Halacha yud alef. This, the following um, couple of halachot deal with our trust to the woman's word regarding um, certain, certain cases and situations regarding yibum. Halacha yud alef. Af al pishah ha'isha ne'emenet lomar mit ba'ali. Even though we say 
that in general a woman may, is, is um, allowed to say we, we believe her testimony about the death of her husband. Now, we don't believe the de- testimony of, uh, of, of the about the death of her deceased husband's brother because to allow her to remarry because this is something that, that, that we will see why. Because this isn't a transgression. This isn't a, this isn't, it's a, although this is a scriptural transgression, if she remarries, even though she's a kukali yibum to another person, however, it isn't a um, extreme scriptural transgression, but rather a supposedly light scriptural transgression. It's just an isur lav, um, it's not karet, it's not um, death. So we may, there's the chance that this is like um, light, very light for her, and therefore she takes it lightly, and she'll say, oh, my, my yabam died, and therefore let me remarry. That's why we don't take her testimony seriously. Also, a brother of someone cannot say that his brother died so and 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 um, through this testimony marry the wife of his brother because it could be that he saw the wife of his brother and wanted to be with her and wanted to marry her and that's why he said it he has a hidden motive see see in these halakhot the guiding rule is that we're scared of hidden motives in the testimony although we do accept testimony of one person in the case of yibum in the case of marriage it's a marital law to allow women to remarry however um we still are careful with hidden motives of the testifiers, the people testifying, so that um, there aren't any um, awkward situations as a result. Also, also, a woman is not allowed to be married to the same husband as her sister. And therefore, if a woman testifies that her sister died so that she could marry the husband, the, allowing her to marry the husband of her deceased sister, we don't accept the testimony because she may have a hidden motive to marry the husband of her sister. Also, uh, male may not say that his wife died so that he could remarry the sister of the wife um, for the same reason, but rather we need two witnesses in this case. Because we didn't believe, we didn't trust or hold liable the witness, the testimony of one witness in the case of marital law, we only let the testimony of one witness fly by as a valid testimony um, to allow a woman that is aguna. Aogin is like an anchor, a woman that is like anchored in a situation in which she cannot remarry because she is unclear about the status of her husband, whether he's dead, alive, what do we do? And if, and if there was one witness, we allow we, we consider that enough to validify the remarriage of this woman. However, in any other cases where there 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 could be some hidden motive here, um, like the ones we saw um, in Yibum regarding Yibum, we don't allow this because it's a little different. Also, therefore, a woman who went with her husband and her husband's brother to another country. And when she came back, she said that her husband died and her husband's brother died, or her husband's brother died and then her husband died um, in order to allow herself to remarry. We don't believe her. She's not um, um, trustworthy in our opinion. However, if a woman went to 
to a foreign country with her husband only. And she comes and claims that her husband, that she was given a Yavam. Her husband died and she became Zukalibum. She was given a Yabam, in other words, a brother to her deceased husband that lived in the outer country and he died. Whether she even if she said that the Yabam died and then her husband died, or she said my husband died and then I was given, they found a brother of my deceased husband in this country that we were in, I remarried him and he also died. We believe her. Why? Because the same way she made up this whole story, she disallowed, she which potentially would disallow her from remarrying because of our, we wouldn't want to trust her. She could have also not said it. She could have also said, no, I had, um, I, um, uh, she could have said, no, I, I, she, she could have lied about that because there was no ability to know that there was another Yabam to her, there was a brother to her deceased husband. I'm, I'm, I'm just refine the point. If her, in the first case, when she went with her husband and her husband's brother, in which case, and, and everybody from the country she came from saw that. Let's say she lived in Israel. Everybody in Israel knew that she left with her husband and husband's brother. When she comes back alone, she would have to find a, a reason to explain to them why she's not with her husband's brother in order to allow her to remarry. However, and that's why we don't trust her. We, we don't consider her liable for that because it could be that she's lying, that her husband's brother died even, even though he's still alive and he just didn't do yibum on her halitha. Therefore, we don't trust her. However, in the case where she just went with her husband... She could have come back and easily said, my husband died, and she would have been allowed to remarry. However, since she said, my husband died, and there was a Yabam, and he also died, we let her, because um, she's the one who caused herself to potentially be disallowed to remarry. So we say, the same way she caused herself to have the potential to disallow herself to remarry by her word, we also trust her word to allow her to remarry. It's a very fine point, which I'm... Uh, is um, pretty clear in my in my humble opinion. Halacha yud gima ha'isha shehalecha uba alaha ubnaha he uba alaha ubnaha lamdinat ayam uba av amiramet baali vahakach met beni neemene shareha yeta behesketet behesqat et elizar a woman that went with her and her husband and her son to a different country. And she comes back and she testifies that her husband died and afterwards her son. We believe her. Um, uh, because because she was um, uh, because when she left the country, she was um, allowed to remarry in the case of the death of her husband. Therefore, we don't um, make a special isur um, because she because the the son died. However, in a case where she says that the son met beni and in a case where she says my son died and then the husband died, in other words. When the husband, at the time of death of her husband, he um uh, he didn't have any children, then she would be considered zikukaliibum. At least, this is according to the Magbili edition that she if, that if the husband had children who died, and when he died, he had no children, and therefore uh, the wife would be zikukaliibum. Then we don't trust her testimony for, on this because it could be that um uh, that she's saying that her son died and then her husband died. Um, uh, to so to speak get herself out of doing needing yibum so we, she does halisa in yibum um, uh, she, she, she needs halisa she, she so to speak becomes like a but she does halisa because we're scared that maybe she's 
I'm covering something from the truth. She has some hidden motive. A woman who goes only her and her husband to another country and then she comes back and she said that she gave birth to a child in that other country and he died and then, or she, she her husband gave, um, brought forth a child in that other country and he died and then the husband died. She, we trust that she, that that testimony is a liable is a is a trustworthy testimony and she is allowed to be mitiabemet according to that testimony because she was considered allowed to marry her um, husband deceased husband's brother in the case of his death with no children um, uh, when she left and therefore when she left and therefore when she comes back she's it's the same uh, she has the same status based on her testimony. We trust the testimony. However, she said that her husband died and then the child that she was given died after. We don't trust the testimony because she may have a hidden testimony, a hidden motive to, to like explain. And therefore, she does halifa not yibum because we're scared that maybe she wants to. She has a hidden motive to remarry the, the brother of her husband or something like that. Uh, therefore, she, she does halifa. Uh, uh, sorry. She says that the husband died and then the son died, so maybe she has a hidden motive here to, to completely get herself out of halisa or yibum. So we make her do halisa, nevertheless, just to get her out of the safek. In what case do we not trust her testimony? Uh, do we partially trust her testimony and make her need to do halisa and not yibum, like was described in the previous two halakhad? If she was like already not allowed to marry Kohanim from the get-go, like a like a woman that is um, uh, halala, which is a type of uh, uh, status, um, or gerusha um, uh, that she was previously divorced, all these would this allow her never from the get-go to marry a Kohen? Or this said that they were in a cave when the um, uh, husband and son died. I, honestly, I, I couldn't figure out what this means. If anybody has an explanation, I'd love to hear it. Um, however, however, if she was allowed to kohen previously, in other words, if she she's not a woman that's disallowed to kohen from the get go, and she's there's a chance that if she does this halisana, she will be disallowed to kohen. She doesn't do halisa because maybe she'll do halisa, and then witnesses will come and testify to the validity of her statement. Causing that halisa that was done to her to be a nonsensical halisa because she didn't really need the halisa. And then she'll marry a kohen. People will see her marrying a kohen and say, oh, she's allowed to marry a kohen um, that we allow, the halusot are allowed to marry a kohen. It's not true. Halusa is like a woman that was divorced. She may, she may not marry a kohen. That's why she'll stay. If, she, if it was a woman that was valid, uh, able to marry a kohen, then she stays in this. In, undecided situation until um, uh, um, uh, witnesses come. This is a case in which there, the, the following halachot deal with the case in which there's a safek, the husband had children or brothers, um, and we will see the safek meaning an un, we're unsure if he had children or brothers. Also a woman that her co-wife and her husband 
went to a, a, a different country, and then people came to her and told her that her husband dies, died, and she, and she doesn't do halisar yibum, obviously this is in case that they didn't have children, she doesn't do halisar yibum ever until witnesses come and let her know for sure that her husband didn't have children with that, that co-wife in the outer country. Why don't we say, let's get, let's just let make this woman wait nine months, so that if the co-wife gave birth to a child, the husband, the woman with this this co-wife, this this woman here wouldn't need to do halisar yibum. She would be allowed to remarry anybody in any event, and then. And, and, and she'll do halisa just because of the unsurety of the situation. She'll do halisa but not yibum, and then she'll be able to remarry any person. Why? Why? So, very interesting halakha. So, why don't we allow a woman whose co-wife went with her husband out to a different country and then they were, she was told that her husband died and she doesn't know if the co-wife had other children. Why don't we allow her to remarry uh, with halisa after nine months based on that because there, maybe the co-wife gave birth and then we do halisa because of the unsurety and then she'll get married. Because... We're scared that after the halisa, people will come and say, um, witnesses, two uh, liable witnesses will come and testify that the co-wife gave birth to a healthy baby with this from this husband. And then the halisa will have become an invalid halisa or not a nonsense halisa that doesn't mean anything. And then this woman may come and marry a kohen. And then, um, of course, by the bitdin, by the court. And then people, and then Amara saw it, stupid people or, or people who don't know, they'll come. And they'll say, oh, they'll testify to see a woman that was married to a halusa woman, because they don't know that the halisa was was uh, held void, that it wasn't that was a nonsense halisa. Let's say they saw a halusa woman marry a kohen by bedin, and then there'll be problems um, in this in this case. So therefore, if the woman was from the get go not allowed to marry a kohen for whatever reason, like she was halala, which is a, a, a situation which I don't want to talk about now, or that she was a, a, a previously divorced in a different manner, then um, she may remarry somebody who's not a kohen. Without any problem. And this co-wife that was with the husband in a different country and the husband died, she has to wait 90, wife, 90 days just like any other woman where her husband dies with, uh, without any children. Um, she has to wait 90 days for the to see that she's not pregnant from this husband. And then she does halisari yibum. And she doesn't have to feel bad or... Make, put herself in the same situation that her co-wife in a different country is because of the safek, but rather because she know because she knows exactly what the situation is with the husband. She knows if she has a child or not. The co-wife, on the other hand, who lives in a different country, doesn't know what the situation is. Of course, today with cell phones, this whole problem would be maybe a little bit uh, today with technology in general, this whole problem might be a little bit uh, less of a problem. A woman that her husband died and she had mother-in-laws in another country, okay? And 
In other words, women that were married to her deceased husband's father, and if these women gave birth, then the deceased husband would have considered to have brothers, and then this woman would be, the woman married to the deceased husband would be considered as a kukale yibum from these brothers. And of course, if we didn't know about any other brothers. So we don't say maybe that the, the, the stepmother of this husband, the stepmothers of this, this husband, or the mother of this husband, may have given birth to people that were, would be considered brothers and caused this woman to be zikukali yibum from, because of her deceased husband. We don't make this whole line of reasoning because we say, the same way we knew that she didn't have brothers, we, we, we don't have to now go and say maybe she had brothers and etc. 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 but rather we put her we allow her based on the uh, general uh, sense of the word, uh, the general uh, idea that she was allowed. And this is the same law as with a husband that died and we know that he had a, con- a son in another country. We don't say maybe the son died and that's why the wife of the deceased man will need to do halisaibum. We say in general, we know that he had a son. Let's consider, consider it to be that his son is, a, um, uh, is still alive. We don't need to... Um, um, uh, foresee cases, foresee uh, far far off cases, um, you know, which cause um, uh, which may cause potential um, uh, potential psychological harm to the woman whose husband just died. Now, however. If a woman who lost her husband had a, a mother, a mother-in-law that left the country pregnant, and we don't know what happened at the end of this pregnancy, we don't know if the child was born or not, then we do uh, check to possibly see if this pregnancy ended up going well or fail or failing to see what happened. Um, in which case, if there were children. There were boys. Then, if it was a boy, then this woman would need to would be the liyibum from this boy, and therefore we need to check because here we have some um, um, uh, tangible evidence for the possibility of a brother being alive for this deceased husband. However, in the previous situation, there was no tangible evidence. There was no reason to say that he has a brother. We we don't know. There's no there's no. You don't need to now go and 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 check. You know, backwards so so many steps. Although maybe there is a reason, there would be a reason to ask to to to, to, to investigate this, these two halachot further. Um, the halacha is clear. A woman that um, she went with her her husband and her son to a country to a outer to a country outside. And a different country, and witnesses came and told her that her husband died and then her son died. In other words, okay, I, I must preface uh, in this whole chapter. Um, the idea was like this: if the husband died and then the son died, then at the de- time of death of the husband, the woman never needed to do ibum, and even if the son died after, she still would need to do ibum because he's considered the namesake. However, if the son died and then the husband died. And she, the woman would need to do yibum because the hus, her husband died with ha, uh, having any children alive in the world as his namesake. So, so let's get back to our halakha. A woman that went with her husband and her son to a different country. And witnesses came to her 
and told her that her husband died and then her son died, making her not need to do Yibum. And she got married because she heard this and she didn't need to do Yibum. And then afterwards she heard that the opposite was true, that she needed to do Yibum. That first the son died and then the husband died, and the husband dying without the son in life still alive would make it that the husband, that the woman is Zikukali Yibum. Then the woman... This woman that got remarried leaves her old husband, and the child that was born out of her relationship with this new husband is not considered a mamzer, a, 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 not a, 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 he's not considered a mamzer, but rather he's considered a regular child. However, if witnesses came and say that the son and tell the woman that the son died and then the husband died and then she did yiboom as, as a result of that and then she heard and she married the deceased the deceased husband's brother because she thought that she's yiboom, and then she heard that the opposite was true that she isn't yiboom, then um, she must divorce the brother of her deceased husband and the uh, child that was born is a mamzer he's a um, uh, a child that was, we can, Memzer is the name of a child that was born out of marital relations. He has a special status, which is uh, described in another uh, place in the Mishneh Torah. And with this, we conclude the third chapter of El Chotibum Vahalisa. Baruch Adonai Amen.